Burner Phone is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. <laughs> Welcome to Burning This is the first person that I've had on Burning in Hell for the third time. Don't want to make your head big. Don't want to make your head too big. But we love her in hell. Violet fucking Benson, a.k.a. Daddy Issues, a.k.a. Almost Adulting Pod. Um, what's the <laughs> name just, of your podcast wanna, this month? I just changed. So I, wanna, <laughs> I didn't want to disrespect it. Violet, welcome to hell. Woo! I've been following Violet like a creep on Instagram for I don't know. How long have you had your account? Oh my gosh, I think seven, maybe eight years now. Close yeah, I'm not to trying eight. to age myself, but yeah, I've been following you. I'm obsessed with you. If you haven't listened to the last pod we did, you have to because Violet went to New York, fell in love with a dude that you like harassed during a brunch date or something. Uh, no, <laughs> the, a guy decided to have a one night stand with. And then after we had sex, I was like, am I in love? Is this love? Yeah, the whole, we literally talked the whole time about like, is this love? I think I found my person. No, I don't think I said that. Come on, I'm not that. You were, you were into it. I was so into it. Which, like, I've fallen in love with guys I've never even fucking met before, so there's no judgment here. No, it's something about the penis goes inside of you, and you're like, is this love? And you're like, oh, okay, I need therapy. This is where, you're this like, is the moment you're like, I need therapy. I feel so full. Dick is literally equivalent <laughs> to, like, eating Chipotle for me. You're just like, yeah, I'm so I feel full. so full and heavy and warm. And then you're like, mm, no, that was just diarrhea. Um, yeah. What happened? You get wow, back to LA. Like, oh, I want the fucking tea. You guys, in hell, I will get you the drama. I will get to the bottom of it for y'all. And today we're getting the tea. You get back to LA, what happened? So while I was still in New York doing crypto stuff or whatever I was doing. I'm um, so sorry about that. I know. We uh, we kept texting here and there, but um, then we got back to LA and we were going to hang out and we did. But then I just, I always would do this thing and then... Oh, okay i'll just say because only recently i realized i was still having the same pattern but he comes we come i come back to la and we hang out in la and then i do this thing where i act like what are we doing we shouldn't be doing this or i'm just i'm not really looking for anything you're just someone to have sex with wait never mind come over wait we shouldn't be having sex let's just work on our friendship i don't want to get attached and it's so much flip-floppy and it's like almost pushing the guy away or, or showing that you don't care about this person to see like are you going to chase me all that <laughs> subconsciously doing that without realizing and actually i just listened to an episode that i recorded for my podcast from two years ago that i posted on sundays because sundays because i have three episodes a week and on sundays it's called um <laughs> i already forgot wow, i'm so sorry i just i just recently started yeah. but but it's called um vault archives yeah so it's kind of episodes that never posted Vintage. or it's vintage mm -hmm. exactly retro so when i had to edit the episode because i edit since i have three episodes a week two of the episodes a week i edit them myself uh to save money yeah just to be honest oh yeah so i edit myself so then when i was editing it and i hear myself two years ago say the same thing that i'm doing it was actually we are not about growth here no growth. <laughs> <laughs> zero growth not. backwards actually but i'm thinking like i'm growing so much as a person and then like to kind of hear myself the, the way I was speaking from two years ago and to hear to hear that I was I did that two years ago and I'm still doing that in my age I was just like oh wow okay that was kind of you know slap in the face but mm -hmm. I think in that moment to kind of help I mean did it help me with this guy no because I listened to it six months later after it didn't work out with the guy but mm -hmm. but I also think like the right dude you can't fuck it up and that's so corny to say but also what you're doing is a method of 
you can't control love it's scary and i think so many things in your life you're so in control look at your business you are in control of like all your podcasting even you edit your your stuff you post all your social media you can't even have like too many people helping you because you know you do it best yeah and then love comes in and it makes no sense logically you can't just like work harder at it and be better at it it makes no fucking sense it's a gut feeling and then you try to be like okay what's the playbook what's the playbook should we do this should we be friends should i let him in here you try to control it when you can't yeah and he was kind of putting up with it and then and then and then i kind of freaked out and i was just like i can't do this like did you end it with him so then i ended with him and i go and the way i ended with him i now i don't remember because it happened already a minute ago it Mm -hmm. happened uh november of Mm -hmm. last year Mm -hmm. but then i was just like you know i i'm this is too much this is not what i'm looking for it doesn't make me feel good to kind of start getting in my head you don't make me feel good which it's not how I meant it, but I said that. And then I was just like, let's just be done with it. Well, and then and then I try to be romantic because I'm loser. And I go, we'll always have New York. <laughs> but then like, I will masturbate to New York all the time. Yeah. I, I, wait, I said that. He does not respond to it. And then like, I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, cool. And then a day or two later, I'm in Vegas. And when I talk about it with my friend, my friend goes, wait, you said you don't make me feel good. That's so mean. Like, like, that's not a nice thing to hear. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't think about that. So then when I got home, I texted him and I apologized. I sent him, no, I sent him a voice note for like two minutes. And then he's like, hey, I'm with my friends right now. I just saw the voice and I can't listen to it. Is, are you okay? Is everything okay? And I'm thinking like, yeah, I just like wanted to tell you that you're great. So it's my voice note now is like, I made a mistake. Like I shouldn't have said that. Like, I didn't mean you don't make me feel good. You do make me feel good. Like being in my head, I think you're so, and then now I'm go the other way around. I'm like, I think you're so great. I think you're so amazing. Like, I don't know the guy. Yeah. And it's like the idea of him now. Yeah. So it's literally, I created, I gave myself the anxiety. He didn't Mm -hmm. do anything. He was Mm -hmm. just there. And I'm like the ups and downs with myself. I Mm -hmm. created drama with myself. Like you're amazing. You're this, you're this, you're this. And he goes, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. And then and then we're texting each other and he's like, I guess, and all that. And then I say, okay, c- can we start over as friends? Even though a second ago, I was trying to get back to like the dating. And then I say the friends and he goes, of course, clean slate. And I'm like, perfect. I kid you not, he goes to me after that. Well, yeah, because you don't want to be, he doesn't want to be your friend. Yeah. You, like you're someone he's attracted to. That's actually torture to be just be like okay let's hang out and not fuck that's weird yeah no a hundred percent but like i think it was a good lesson for me because the fact i i actually kind of loved it that move because you're just like yeah of course clean slate and then never heard from the guy again it sounds this is kind of classic we're self- friends now by the way yeah but that's like months later it sounds like i don't i hate to say self-sabotage but it sounds like whatever you're scared of like for example you were scared that it wouldn't work out so you like made it happen to be like oh at least i'm in control of it like your biggest fear you're like i want my biggest fear to happen so that i'm like i'm ahead of it i knew it wasn't gonna work out you see i knew it like that and it's like but i made it's it possible not work out. you knew it wasn't gonna work out so you just kind of fucked it up and you were right like you, your gut could have been right with this my gut doesn't really tell me much anymore except like i have ibs or something <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah i always say is it butterflies or ibs (laughs) yeah and it's a thin line thin line but it was it was a good honestly so you're not like oh like he got away and i fucked it up you don't feel like that of course i felt that when it happened but Mm -hmm. i think i think i i feel like that every time it doesn't work out suddenly i just the minute someone doesn't want me or wouldn't want me i want to chase them because it's just a habit because that you know so you must have sensed before that that he was you were kind of losing him and that's why no you were, oh. he was like so into me i think it was just the feeling of enjoying someone you know being so into me and me playing with their feelings mm-hmm. i think maybe maybe it's because you know because we were talking my podcast which by the way we recorded another episode together we're doing a pod swap yes i just let you let her in on all the tea about me and des on I almost know, it was actually really cute i had to throw up after the episode i was, was grossed out lovely. by it i was gross i like yeah i like she's making like, fun so of cute. him and he's like <laughs> but it's, it's adorable it's honestly it's endearing it's Aww. really cute i love it when's i become that bitch but that's why i like living vicariously through you and 
<laughs> I'm like you're single. No, I love kidding. that for you. No, Aww, I, no one loves you. Oh, no, that's so being cute. single is so fun because you could just like bloat all the time. No, I don't want to. I think I'm just. I've been. I continue learning about myself, but I think it's just playing games. It doesn't get as fun when you get older. No, because like you're straight up not having fun. You act like it's fun, but then you're like, I'm straight up not having fun anymore. Yeah. you're just alone. Like it's not fun. It's nice to open up to someone. But I also feel like with the right person, hopefully they will not trigger you to do those kind of like anxiety spirals. I think I knew from the beginning he couldn't be my person just because our lives are so different. Yes. And, but it's also last year, I literally had to take a break from podcasting because last year my whole podcast was about dating and relationships only. So I had to read. So I was reading so many because I wanted to understand what I'm talking about. So I was reading so many books about love, relationship with dating to the point that I was like a computer or a robot every time I was dating someone. So even with him, within 10 minutes of talking to him, I knew I understood just based on his actions, words, his mommy issues, his daddy issues, what's his love language and all these things. And, and I can tell right away, okay, this is a little off. Like this is going to take a while then to heal this part of him. And so then of course, right away, I'm like, okay, am I able to help him heal from this part? Is he going to, and it's too much. And it's a point that it makes, it made love not fun. Like I don't, I'm ex- I don't want to love anyone. Yeah. And I already see all the issues. What's wrong with this person that it makes me not want to date anyone. But I guess it's also finding someone who you can see those issues and be like, oh, but they're compatible to my issues. No, not as a robot because you don't want to be everyone's therapist. And it it, it made it not fun to the point that not only did I take it, I stopped dating because I was sick of it Mm -hmm. to the point that I I had to stop my podcast because it was just, it's always like, you know, when you see all the dating coaches, they're usually single. Yeah. Why? Yeah, why is that? Because it's, it's, it's it's too much like yes. you you don't know how to be a real person actually go through it with your person because yeah because also if you're seeing all the imperfections and all the red flags it is impossible to function because every relationship has red flags every re- it's it's more just like a feeling and i also feel like with women we're so much like with careers we like to be overqualified for things especially if you're a perfectionist so it's like you'll find a guy who you're like oh, I can fix him or like, I'm, I'm sure that I'm like good enough for this guy. And then you get bored and then you dissect them and then you become like a, a parent where you're like, did you do research on your next career? Like, did you, you know, or like, yeah. did you fold your clothes? And like, that's not sexy. You don't want to be that person. Yeah. So, I mean, I want you to like, well now with my, I changed the name for my podcast and mm-hmm. I've, three episodes a week and they're all three are different but every month and then i created this thing where every month the structure is different so every month i focus on a specific thing yes it happens that this month is about love and relationships Mm -hmm. fuck me (laughs) but it's fine Mm -hmm. because the other months are about other things so i feel like that is kind of helping me not overthink everything when i'm dating someone i'm like okay i can i I know exactly when you got your heart broken this makes sense also like not forgetting that like life needs to be fun exactly and like my thing is lately i even do this in my career i'm like the second things aren't fun for me like life's too short obviously there's things that become more fun when you get past some tough things like working hard and stuff to make something happen but like if it's not fun in the beginning fuck that shit same with friendships why would you continue a friendship if in the beginning you didn't have fun with them so true Mm -hmm. and yeah you you continue being friends with someone that it's because we talk so much about relationships and dating and we don't realize that no one actually there's no songs about friendship breakups there's Mm -hmm. no movie i mean there's some movies about friendship breakups but like sometimes almost when you're heartbroken over a friendship breakup and then you feel like is this normal because no one really talks about you don't set boundaries with your friends and that's why painful you have the argument sometimes yeah because maybe our friendship i think we just you know get drunk together and have fun you think our friendship is where you tell me about your life every single second yeah friendship is literally being like i know everything about you and i don't want to be with you anymore and you're like ah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then you realize oh yeah we never have fun Mm -hmm. okay never mind we never have you don't even have pressure to be like exclusive and they still don't want to hang out with you like that shit hurts (laughs) yeah but i do i was talking about when i went on your podcast just now how like the people who you surround yourself with really creates like we're living a movie you're the main character who the characters around are very important it's like starting a band you can't just have a lead singer and the people around you really fucking like set the stage for what your life is exactly and it's it kind of how a lot of people say surround yourself people that inspire you people Mm -hmm. that want you to be better and then there's always the people who want to be the um 
devil's advocate and they're like oh yeah that, oh yeah so that that makes you look like a terrible person or a user because you only want to be with people who are who are richer or better blah blah it's like first of all i know why you're getting so defensive because you think you're not as good as your friends that's something you should work on your inner self that's the truth well no, i'm sorry but like attracts like if you are we just talked about if you're constantly negative and unlucky in life that energy will go in your friend's energy. So mm -hmm. sorry if we only have one life and if I'm a very positive person, I want to surround myself with other fun, positive people or and other hardworking always, people. We're not always talking about like salary or like relationships or fashion. There's like all types of ways that like you can look up to a friend. Exactly. I have a friend who's just literally a ball of sunshine. Her name Aww. is Haley. People know her and we're so opposite because I'm always like... Is she a Pisces? She's a Cancer. Oh. <laughs> Oopsie, oopsie. No, but she's like, just like always like, she'll stop and be like, look how beautiful that flower is. And Aww. I'm like, oh, I love having this woman around me because her perspective is so beautiful. I also think this, I don't mean to sound creepy with this, but <laughs> you talked about your inner child and how like when you feel more connected with that inner child, it's like you reparented yourself <laughs> to like be that authentic self before society yelled at you and told you all these fucked up things where like when you're in a relationship, I actually find that like i feel like my inner child like i become playful i become silly me too and yeah. your inner child is so like n as a kid you don't feel judged like you're just like Wee! you're like yeah and that's how you should feel when you're with the right person exactly i agree when you're just childlike and what is what does a child do they play they have fun relation that's why i always say like relationships should not be a fucking job yeah i mean you have to put work into it but you want to like you want to it's like a job you love if that makes sense it's something yeah. you put effort in that you want to make work um who are you dating now what are we doing so what you just like touched your nips when i asked you that oh, sorry. <laughs> they're just there i don't know um so right now i'm not dating anyone but i think i have gotten better though um well although this month the month of june when we're recording this this month has been insanely packed and and work consuming for me so it has been really you don't hard even make excuses bitch you're not like it, it's not like a a failure to be like i'm not dating it <sighs> has nothing to do with success or anything i know it's i mean you're an athlete so you can relate i'm not an athlete uh i mean you're unless Russian, you consider so. unless you consider um a quarter of playing softball in high school an athlete absolutely did you were you on the bench or did you have a I, I was a shortstop oh i didn't know i was speaking to a celebrity athlete and then every friday we had uh death day that's where you do all the workouts the crazy workouts and you're running all that every friday i had a doctor's note why i can't work out because i'm not feeling well and she's street smart she's street everyone, smart. like the, the coach was like are you fucking kidding me and you're like what are you gonna do it's a doctor a yeah. doctorate phd and then you i was like that? you know what this is not for me. Also, Actually, maybe don't call it death day. Maybe I'd count <laughs> if it wasn't literally called death day. Sorry, I don't want to fucking die. But it was just when I first came to America in ninth grade and I joined <laughs> softball team. And then I kid you not, um, the shoes that we had, because I was still learning how to pronounce a lot of my English words. And I looked at one of the, and I think for half of the, uh, half of that semester or whatever, what are they called in high school? Quarter, mm -hmm. whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, I was calling the shoes a different name and no one corrected me until one day I looked at the girl and I said, oh my God, why are our shoes called cl clits? <laughs> and they go, no, it's cleats. And I go, what? She goes, it's cleats. And I go, I've been saying clits for six months now. Why no one tell me? They're like, I don't know. We just felt bad. We don't want to correct you. And I was like, <laughs> that is so fucking funny. Did you know what a clit was? Yes, and I was mortified every time. Every time I would like put on my shoes, I did not know like what name. Well, the funniest thing when I went to buy the shoes, the softball shoes, I had to go to Dicks, Dicks, and I'm just like, what is America? <laughs> that is so fucking. I have to buy my clits at Dicks. Like it's like I joined the softball team, and like they talk about clits all the time. <laughs> like what is America? I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> The fact that they never corrected me is even more hilarious. I, they probably call you like click girl behind your back, <laughs> but you know what? We love that. We love that girl power. Yeah, like what is it? Clip power. Big clit energy. Yeah, big clit energy. I've said actually. I, I um last month I had an episode on a Tuesday and it, 
my two episodes and it was about three ways to tell if a guy has a small penis and i said you guys some people sexually preference they like bigger penises for example i'm maybe i just have a really white set vagina <laughs> and that's why i need a bigger dick sorry so then i'm like big big white set vagina energy <laughs> and then i have a white set vagina heavy flow <laughs> do you yeah. have a heavy flow no i'm anemic so <laughs> <laughs> barely have any blood wait so do you need a big dick i enjoy i like my favorite part about sex i don't know it's just like i won't when we're about to start having sex i won't get on top or anything like that because it's my favorite part is when i lay on my back and he first puts it in me and it feels like a little bit of like a struggle because i'm like oh my god i'm so small yeah yeah sorry is my pussy too and then it just gapes open for the rest of it (laughs) swallows the whole thing up it's so funny because my husband does was like complaining that his ears were clogged and i was like why are your ears always clogged and he was like i have a small ear canal (laughs) i was in i have a narrow ear canal and i was like who the fuck told you that And he's like a doctor and i was like that's crazy because i have a really small pussy canal um (laughs) but we don't you don't like really know no it is it's a it's a scientific thing it's a real thing where some women it's a so, you know how sometimes you have sex with someone you're like doesn't matter what size their penis is you're just like oh my god your penis your penis fits perfectly into yeah. my vagina like yeah. this feels like molded for me yeah it's it's true because some women have narrow narrow canals some women have um thicker canals some women have like longer yeah so for me short canals yeah so for me i have a narrow canal so that's why i like something that's big so then it can like you know makes the it engorge inside of you but i don't need it to be long like i don't like long penises because i think my stomach area is like shorter so then it just like hitting my cervix and guys this is from doing a lot of research I know actually <laughs> all I do is do research it's like I don't actually go out there and do anything I'm just like every time I it's so this is why I, because of reading so many books I can be even out with friends I'll be like well research found that and they're like can you just have a normal human conversation I, you're better than me though because I'm like TikTok said and they're like that doesn't that like if you read a book I'm like one 14 year old TikTok <laughs> solve the world's problems and I'm no, gonna tell I you I learn how. a lot on TikTok I do learn so much on TikTok it's like reading and watching tv at the same time i learned how to do a lot of things that i didn't know you can do like how to put your trash can how to like bedazzle everything i learned about new products that i should not buy are you diagnosed with anything on tiktok well technically on tiktok i'll be diagnosed with every single (laughs) disease to ever exist it's like tiktok now there's a trend of autism on tiktok now it's a cool thing before before back then i remember when parents when there was a whole controversy because parents uh, sometimes wanted to know ahead of time yeah. if their child had oh, autism because yeah. well, now they, it means like you're neuro- neurodivergent your brain works in a different yeah, way so then they would they have a chance to abort the baby it was like a whole controversy with it because yeah. for parents to want to know ahead of time yeah. now it's it's so and then anyone that's autistic if you have any relatives anyone like that it's on the spectrum there's yes. complete, there's a lot of Big different spectrum. there's a lot of different ways to be autistic but now on tiktok before it wasn't a problem whatever and now on tiktok it's a cool thing and there's all these really hot pretty girls and like do you sometimes have trouble making eye contact with people when they're speaking to you then you may be autistic no you have social anxiety <laughs> what, like what are you talking about no, like, that's literally with adhd they're like do you ever like have trouble reading a full page without getting distracted the whole world also we're all add right now because of all the stimulation sleep? do you sleep you may be depressed and you're like holy shit i'm depressed they're like are you stressed <laughs> that's cancer <laughs> <laughs> and like literally you kind of believe it but then then you're also they're trying to get you to buy stuff like there's all these add mad things that are like do you uh, yeah do you have trouble sleeping does your bra- brain race all the time do you get stressed a lot and you're like that's literally called being a human existing i on just the don't for me it's it's, it's not even the selling thing it's when some people start to make profit off of off of things that a lot of people struggle with and then you just see their their so but i guess eventually you know 
the truth always comes out but for people who try to profit off of things that are serious yeah and suddenly they're so suddenly everyone's self-diagnosing themselves and like well yeah i recently found out that i'm autistic there's a few influencers that i actually had to unfollow because of it because it's upsetting because you're like you're you're taking someone else's struggles that they have to struggle for the rest of their life and you're you're just using it as a trend and yeah. it's 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 not it's just it's not nice like yeah. I, don't, I that that bothers me well yeah like when people even like some of my friends like not my friends but i saw people like starting to get covid and they would like vlog their covid day and i was like dude like the people are dying <laughs> like <laughs> it's really fucking bad out here and you're literally like swipe up to see my full covid day and you're like oh my god like at what point are you like maybe <laughs> i shouldn't do this <laughs> no for sure i also have a obviously my podcast is about mental health and like a lot of the little devils have their like struggle with me we struggle together with mental health stuff and i feel like so many people profit off of people who are lost you know Aww. where like it's when people are down that they will like buy those courses that'll like help you solve life or you know people who are poor that are like buy these entrepreneur classes to make millions oh, of dollars like that breaks my heart they when find I see that. people who are lost and you're vulnerable and you're scared and you're more likely to do something that's like not logical yeah or like that's exactly what sex too stop bragging that you fucked me i was just self-sabotaging myself <laughs> that was self-harm that was my personal self-harm nothing cool about you that dick was average self-harm <laughs> And I've gone through that. I've worked on myself and I will never put your penis in my you mouth go, again. We had Relax. sex before 2021. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> Absolutely no, we didn't. not. I don't, if, yeah, if. No, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> Period. So. My vagina's closed up since then. I've She's healed. Done. I've grown since. I'm a virgin. Oh, hell yeah. I do think too, there's a thin line between like wellness on TikTok versus like it's it's fake like no one wakes up has a hot lemon water does yoga like you oh you didn't scroll your phone you didn't scroll your phone it's 2 p.m you haven't scrolled your phone mindlessly and got depressed i mean maybe <laughs> that's just me but like they put these like then you people aren't comparing themselves to how hot people are it's like people are now comparing themselves to how like perfect your day is yeah and that's toxic as shit because like days are chaotic every day for me is a fucking hurricane and i'm trying to survive it <laughs> i feel bad i feel bad admitting this but like some of my friends like my hot model friends they'll talk about <laughs> i feel so bad for saying this kill me maybe take, remove this but they'll talk about you know like i wake up i do my daily lemon thing like uh, this is what i like to eat and i'm just like please i cannot even spend a full day with you because i'm starving because you we literally don't eat anything you know like being in la with on going out with all my hot model friends yeah i've got used to barely eating when i go out but then drinks i got used to only drinking uh tequila on the rocks because they won't drink anything that has sugar in it so it's just straight up tequila on the rocks do so they now, complain about being hungry ever that's just like it's it's just who they are now like hunger is just their existence well i you know they they're healthy <laughs> I don't wanna, no i just because i was just talking to a girl in la that i thought she modeled or she used to model and i was like how's modeling going and she was like honestly i just felt like a clothing rack who was hungry and i was like oh my god that's how i feel but that's also i happen to have a fast metabolism i like eating a lot I, and i don't mean like i lose weight i just mean like when i get hungry i get fucking hungry like i'm dramatic about yeah. it i'm not like does anyone have a chip like i'm like i need a cheeseburger <laughs> and i i can't function i just think about food but i will admit that recently when i started learning how to cook i've noticed that a i like my cooked fo food better than when i order food because i don't know what it is maybe it's because i don't put it in the fridge like when i just offered you warm sushi she just offered me warm sushi which was one day old talk about sushi. sabotage <laughs> talk about and then she was trying to be like you try it you try it first i'm like no. oh i see what's happening here okay I'm, i feel like when you reach a certain age and <laughs> point in your life at a certain age when you hit 30 people used to be like oh my god don't eat that that's gonna give you diarrhea please i would love to have diarrhea i will eat that you're backed up I'm backed up. I would. <laughs> I woke up today constipated. I would love to give to eat. Oh, that's I forgot. The first time I came to America, I was telling her this. The first time I came to America, in especially California, I heard everyone always talking about sushi. Sushi was not a big thing yet in Israel. Now it is in Tel Aviv because that's where I grew up uh, in Haifa. But anyway, so I was just like, oh, I want to be like all these cool Americans. I'm gonna try sushi. I was at a gas station 
gas station. What is wrong with my English today? <laughs> my mouth. I was at a gas station and I'm like, okay, this is where I would buy this. I didn't know there's a difference. So I bought sushi at a gas station and I tried that. Diarrhea for two days straight. Honestly, jelly. I was like throwing up in every single hole that was who, that I had in my body. Who needs a colonoscopy just when you could just have sushi at a gas dude, station? Some of my friends will like be eating so healthy and then be like, "Why am I so backed up?" It's because they're tight, like they're stressed, they're eating perfectly, they're working perfectly. I'm like, just go to Taco Bell, and <laughs> you will be freed of all your issues. No, but stressfully, that's the crazy thing. Like, you can also get get. Go on your super little walks to get a to get super little sun, and you're. But if you're stressed, like I went recently to a chiropractor, no, um, to acupuncture, mm-hmm. acupuncturing, acupuncture, acupuncture. <laughs> Fuck, sorry, acupuncture, acupuncture, acupuncture. That's when you're famous. You say acupuncture. You know what it is? It's fine. I'm over it. We get it. I don't need. Langu- there's going to be certain words I can't pronounce. It is what it is. I'm over it. Language means I knew what you were talking about. It doesn't matter yeah. how you say it. So I went to that because I, I need, because I wasn't, I just recently got off birth control. And there's a few unlucky people who, when they get off birth control, they gain weight from getting off of birth control. When you got on it, did you lose weight? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So I got off of it and, the, and now it's been two months off of it. And the first month I gained 10 pounds in a month. And then of course, I don't, I get it, the whole body positivity, but it doesn't, it's, I'm not, this is not for other people. This is for me and how I feel about myself. The truth is I'm not feeling, I don't feel that great well, when I'm gaining. it's also like you are out of your equilibrium that you normally are. And it's stressful because it's such an out of control thing. You exactly. didn't change your eating habits. I'm, I gained 10 pounds. I got acne everywhere, including on my chest, on my back. Cause that's what I used to have acne when I was younger. So now I'm like in my 30s, suddenly getting acne in random places. And then, and then my emotions like are all boy. over the place. <gasps> yeah. I'm literally feeling like a teenage boy again without the sex. So it's like really not fun at all. Still masturbating a lot, just like a teenage boy, but <laughs> no actual sex. But like, that's so fucked up because men don't have to deal with this. I mean, maybe they should. Maybe men should take birth control. But do you also people say do you ever research how people say you're attracted to different guys when you're on and off birth okay control? yeah i researched that is it I bullshit doesn't i don't doesn't it's just like your hormones are different they say i mean right now i'm attracted to british men is because i got off of birth control yep, yep that's what <laughs> happens that's what happens when you get off low gestural you're just like i need some bloody sex yeah something you're like i don't i like yes you get off birth control and you start having a british accent Hello, governor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's just so then i even tried to diet a bit and like that's what was the most frustrating thing like i tried Ugh. a keto diet all that and Ugh. i'm not losing the weight so then it's frustrating i'm like eating food i'm like so used to eating fattening food yeah but it, i get it it is good for you to eat healthier food because it does change how you feel during the day like if you eat really heavy in the morning it does make you more sluggish yes sure whatever yeah i mean life is short but yeah i i agree do so, i love a 11 a.m nap after a big breakfast absolutely <laughs> i'm anemic so i literally will fall asleep after i eat how do you know you're anemic the doctor told me i feel like i might be anemic a lot of women are what are the signs um when we finish recording i'm going to show you a bruise that i have on my thought like the side of my leg it's like huge anemic is basically like you just tap me and I, I'm gonna get bruised up, and you can get dizzy easily, or you, you have to have a nap after you eat because your blood level. I forgot what that is, yeah. and it just you just need more iron in your system. Wait, so it sounds so dainty. You're like, if you even touch me, I'm like, oh, oh my so god, you my WhatsApp vagina are so tiny. <laughs> We're so. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not anemic because I literally could fall if down the stairs and be fine. If you don't call this episode "White Set Vagina," I will never speak to you again. For a second, <laughs> what? I didn't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will. Now I can't stop thinking about the gaping hole in between your legs. Yes. <laughs> no, no, it's Violet small. did show it's me small. your tits like the first time I met her. And do you know Annie Letterman? She's a comic. Showed me her vagina yesterday. Oh yeah. Yeah, because we were talking about like labia, labia being uneven a lot of the time, and she was like, "Yeah, look at mine." And then I felt weird. I was like, "Does that mean I have to show her mine?" Because I don't really. Yeah. I like didn't. I just was like, mm-hmm. I just wasn't. I just was, we were in like a public lobby. 
I just <laughs> she's more fun than me I guess I was like I don't really I'm wearing high-waisted jeans this is like <laughs> really logistically hard burner phone is brought to you by progressive insurance what if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast with progressive it is just visit the progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want you'll see progressives direct rate then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare all you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. One time I had a, a doctor, um, a, a, a surgeon on my show, on my yeah. podcast, Dr. Nazarian, and she specializes in vagina surgery. So at point she'd done half of my friends. Like labiaplasties? Yeah. So when, I, she, when it, she came on my podcast, I took... 50 pictures of my vagina so i'm like okay here look every angle. pictures yeah and, and she's then like this is I the just keep- most wide set thing i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> no if i just keep swiping and swiping and swiping she's like no yeah no it looks got- good <laughs> <laughs> i was like wait 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 wait, wait. she's what like every mean- angle i was like what do you mean half of your friends have gotten labiaplasties dude it's crazy because they want it to look like there's no labia yeah when did this when did this become a trend because i didn't i feel like my new york city girlies either they're not telling me or i didn't know is it just known if you have labia you should cut it off in la no but like there's so many girls that have it done it's kind of wild how do you find out they tell you for me they normally tell me (laughs) hi my name's sarah and um (laughs) this is my cut off labia i keep it in a little mason jar with me (laughs) for good luck (laughs) um i mean one of my friends had a baby and then but you know I think, look, I'll be honest, um, it does sound intriguing, but then at what point do you kind of have to learn how to love yourself and not take it that far where you're like even fixing that area because you, you won't feel comfortable. You know, and also being- fixing is socially constructed. Who said, like, I, I know guys who like the more the merrier, like they want a vagina that's like, looks like a big flower that's welcoming you in, Yeah, you know? But it's like a lot of, it's really from porn. I feel like a lot of it's 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 so it's so weird it's I think for women in general it's so hard to to learn how to love your vagina because you sometimes don't know or I mean because I remember growing up I was changing in the locker room with some with these girls who I was friends with or maybe it was in a hotel whatever and they all had the same vaginas and all the vaginas were like as barbie as it gets and it was kind of the first time I looked at vaginas I was like oh in my brain, I'm like, wait, that doesn't look like my vagina. And I was yeah, really confused. Yeah, because no one sees it. So you're like, oh my God, do I have a It literally f- looked like there's no labia. Yeah. Doesn't exist. There's nothing there. Mine shows a little. Like mm-hmm. when I've described my labia, my vagina before, I said, basically the way my labia, I used to call it clit. I found out it's not your clit. So the way my labia... <laughs> you're like my cleat (laughs) my cleat the way my cleat works can you touch can you play with my cleat (laughs) though i was like this i would describe my vagina i was like i think i actually texted this guy one time to describe my vagina now that i think i don't know why were you like trying to sex but got really scientific you're like my labia majora (laughs) no i was being playful i'm like the way my vagina looks is basically my labia is really excited to party with her friends and then she ends up showing up to the party by herself and she's really nervous she has something she has anxiety so she opens the door and she peeks her head in just a little bit a little bit she just peeks her head in a little bit just to see who's there and if she wants to hang out with them the way she peeks her head a little bit that's my vagina she wants to be one of my labias she's lazy she's (laughs) hanging she's chilling the other one a little uptight (laughs) <laughs> a little shy, not sure. A little shy. The other one chilling, high as a kite, rolling, flapping around in the wind. In the wind, you know. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm just thinking like that's another thing I have to think about and worry about that your labia is uneven. I didn't even realize that was a thing. It, here we go. I guess sometimes. Do you know, yesterday to my friend, we were like joking about labia. I clearly talk, and I just go like this, and she's like, "Yep." Well, actually, sometimes when I get out of the shower, it like comes out more. And then you're right, if I look at it, and the, but then, uh, oh my God, one time when I was dating one of my exes, I thought you had to have the Barbie vagina. So I didn't even yeah. like it peeking even a little. So right before we're about to have sex, I would tuck my, my labia in. And then I kid you not, one day he looked at me and he goes, babe, you don't have to keep tucking your, your clit in. And I was like- you in the hole? You would no, like tuck I just, it I, like- You just swipe. I just swipe oh, and then it goes in. my God, you were, vag- you were labia tucking. I was a labia tucker. But did you have a guy say- Babe, I, I like it. No, he said, babe, you don't have to keep tucking your, your 
your clitoris in or whatever and i was just like what are you talking about <laughs> and i was like what no i don't and he goes i know you do and i'm like no i don't but like think about even circumcision, circumcision. like that is a kind of social construction too that like like guys you're cutting off a piece of the they th- oh it was like a religious thing that pe- they thought that guys was? would masturbate more if no that's you not had- why why is it how do you <laughs> you're like it was uh it was i just i've had like a lot of conversations about it but basically like it is it is a religion thing yeah. muslims and jews cut yes. it yes and also now it's become more acceptable in western in, culture to cut it in the u.s it has grown over the years where now less people are circumcising people are really i was even thinking i don't think i want to circumcise my future son mm-hmm. but then my religion does my race for me being jewish's race yeah. but it's because it's because in the old days people used to circumcise because people were not as clean as they are now yeah so you would get a lot of like yeast infections and mm-hmm. scds and all these things faster because they weren't clean now people that's why when there's still that stigma around pe- men who are not circumcised girls are like oh i don't know if i can do that mm-hmm. ew blah blah it's like no men shower now i think <laughs> i would hope they have accessible water i mean sometimes in la it gets you know you're not you're yeah. not sure when the next water will be but like they clean there it's the same thing yeah like yeah. the same thing with your little flaps my, you have to my move fiance, it around clean i mean it. my fiance my husband's uncircumcised shut up yeah, irish he's i well like, yeah he's i he was born in in england actually Oof. and they just the thing is they have more nerves so like blowjobs they I enjoy it's more hot. it's like it's it, hot it's hot and also like i've had no no issue in terms of like it being dirtier or whatever than any other normal dick and like it's true they just have to like clean it you have to put a little effort to- and it's self-lubricated when you give head you, <gasps> your mouth doesn't have to be watery anymore you're also, just like yeah with hand jobs you don't have to lubricate so it fun. it just goes up and down yeah oh my god you guys the tea so the, I first, like uncircumcised the first time penises. i hooked up with an uncircumcised guy I was in college and i freaked out and i just go what do i do and he was like super chill and he was just like treated the same which is not you could do more shit with it but like i just remember being scared um but again i just want to say it's social construction that like vaginas should look a type of way i know one woman i was watching a reality show and she's like i cut my vagina because the labia made it uncomfortable to walk and I'm, I'm like really no no that's the thing that's a real thing like the the surgeon which she when she specializes with vaginoplasty yeah it's also now it's becoming becoming a trend like everything becomes a trend mm-hmm. like you know me having being born with no enamel on my teeth getting bullied for my whole life needing to have veneers now every per every instagram or person has veneers and you're kind of like you do did you really need that it's insane to me when i have friends who get veneers and i'm like you ruined perfectly good teeth and they're like no i'm just like you i'm like no i'm like i would not go through all this pain that i've gone through because they shave down their regular teeth sometimes a little bit from the sides and then sometimes a full like sometimes they turn into a knob depending on your type of yeah because like then you could what if one day you're like i don't like my veneers anymore yeah i have no choice i got stuck with veneers because i was born with no enamel i've had yellow teeth and they were broken and i needed something to protect them because mm-hmm. no enamel means i get i have like 13 root canals yeah, there's no protection like my if if there's any sugary when i used to get I, i've had a i've had cavities cavity in every single tooth i used to go to the dentist once a week and my mom i didn't know yet that it was not normal so my mom would like uh, teach me these Russian songs. We would be walking to the dentist and it was once a week to the dentist because that's how often I would get cavities. <gasps> that is traumatizing. But I didn't know yet. So I'm thinking it's normal. I'm just spending time with my mother and then I just have to go to the dentist mm-hmm. and it was, became a habit. And then I remember in fifth grade, I was going up the stairs and uh, there was, not in fifth grade, in first grade, sorry. Mm-hmm. In first, when I was five, I was going, in first grade, I was going up the stairs and we, in our school, it was up to, I think, seven or eighth grade. And like seventh graders, eighth graders, I guess I was always smiling a lot. I was a very happy kid. Aww. And I was like really smiling going up the stairs and these kids saw me and they like pulled me to the corner and they surround, they circled around me and they're just like, oh, which means like, uh, girl, what is that? Like, why do you look at that? Oh my God, <gasps> do you smoke? Damn, how do you? How are you five years old and you're already smoking? Oh my God, she smokes cigarettes. Like, why are your teeth so yellow? Ew, why does it look like that? Mm. And I d- could not understand what they were talking about, obviously. And then I, I was crying. I called my mother and asked her to pick, 
to pick me up and that was the that was the first time where i looked in the mirror when i was and i suddenly looked at my mom then i have towards my sister came home i looked at my sister and that's when i noticed like wait their teeth don't look like mine yeah and because you just saw you for you you're like this is me and i told my mom i don't want to go back to school unless like i do something about this teeth so at five years old we started going through veneers capsules bondings it's all these different things through insurance because it's uh half insurance insurance covers half and the other half my parents would pay and it was all these ways to kind of put some whitening over my teeth in order to not get bullied but after that i stopped smiling i wouldn't talk to boys oh my god that's why i didn't have my first kiss until i was like 17 or 18 i tried meth before i had my first kiss tried meth before yeah it's another story (laughs) (laughs) on accident tried meth on accident it was on accident and by by the way i've never smoked a cigarette in my life because of all the bullying yeah. that people used to tell make fun of me that I smoke Holy cigarettes. Fuck. I mean, our life really, like our first seven years, things affect us so much, but that's heartbreaking to hear too because like your teeth are directly correlated with your self-esteem. You know how you have- It's on my face. I have nightmares sometimes that my teeth are broken. Do you ever have that? And you can't yes. smile and apparently it directly affects you being like, oh, you don't like how people see you. Oh my God. That's like the correlation. Really? So you literally were living where like you felt like you couldn't express yourself or people would be grossed out by you. Well, I stopped smiling. And I remember even when I moved to the US and I was just met my first American friend, we're hanging out with two guys. And then a boy made me laugh and I accidentally actually smiled or laughed. And I have a dimple. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Oh, I really. I really like it when you smile. You have a nice smile. And I looked at him and I was like in tears. And I was just like, Why would you say that? That's so mean. Why are you making fun of me right now? And I'm like, I want to go home because I would be like, I just, I never smiled. I just stopped smiling and I, I just, I didn't know what it's like. And, and when you do your teeth through insurance, it's not the same as the current veneers that I have. Mm-hmm. It's completely different. And when all those veneers, bondings and capsules, they don't actually um, hide my real teeth as much where the yellow from the, my real teeth kind of shines forward. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how white you put on, over it it still doesn't look super white. And also there would be constant lines on it. My teeth were constantly break. And then when I became daddy issues and I went through my own depression for other things, as um, two years into it, I was anonymous. And then when I decided to quote unquote come out, I decided I was saving up money and I said, I'm going to get myself those rich people, A-list celebrity veneers. Cause I'm okay with people, you know, coming for, to me to, about anything, breaking me. But like, I can't handle, like I've already spent 24 years of insecurities about who I am and like not feeling beautiful and all that. So I was like, I will have to get my teeth done. Like that is not something I can handle like anyone making fun of me. And it was, it's, it's to veneers are higher, more expensive now. But back then it was $1,800 a tooth. Holy They cost more now. Did you do every tooth? Yeah, I my doctor luckily gave me a discount, but mm-hmm. I, I paid twenty five thousand dollars instead of fifty thousand dollars to redo my whole mouth. But you know what? I'm so fucking proud of you for like working your ass off, <laughs> and then like it's like kind of a form of self care to be like I love myself and I want to put myself in the best possible position, and like you're so fucking strong, and also. I mean, that's why you're hot with a good personality. Most hot girls like you. <laughs> I know. Don't Thank God have the, I got Don't bullied. have the quick. No, most people Thank with God. tits like you do not have the kind of um, comedic timing you have. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also want to know, in LA, I feel like people are have like the time to like work on their self-healing. I don't know why in LA it's like, I feel like really prioritized where New York are like, work, work, work. What are some current things that you're doing in terms of self like care and self-love right now like are you seeing a shaman are you like do you have a mantra like what are you up to um you know i try to do those mantras of sometimes i just do things where it's okay it's so silly but a i've learned my because one day i was having a little little breakdown little cute little breakdown just feeling like i'm not doing enough and then uh it was the little things is to open up to one of my friends because i remember i was just like i'm just like call my friend i'm like bawling i'm like everything's not going <laughs> right blah blah and she's just like stop she's just not saying anything she looks at me and she goes oh my god you look so ugly when you cry stop oh, i have to take a picture and i just start laughing and i'm like wait hold on <laughs> let me pose and it's like the it's actually on my podcast instagram and i talked about it, it was like it literally going like <laughs> and it looks so bad and she takes a screenshot and then we just start laughing and like just just talking to a friend and then afterwards going on you 
stupid little walks for your stupid little mental health or you know i do these things now that saturdays uh i i, I call it my shabbat which is also a jewish thing mm-hmm. where i try not to be on my phone or i try not to work or when i'm spending time with people i'm literally not on my phone at all because mm-hmm. i want to focus on the moment or i do these things where i get silly with myself mm. just like sing in front of the mirror do dances where i look silly and it's little like moments where i fall in love with myself again and i know it's so sweet but it's just like it's just remembering to just be playful and and childish because that i feel like that's the one thing no one can take away from you and even if the past if they have it's because i've allowed them to and it's kind of as you get older you're like this is all i have like this body my mind is all i have yeah like my home for the rest of my life also i noticed you have like post-its everywhere and downstairs you have like a whiteboard of goals (laughs) can you tell me a little about like how that affects your work it helps me stay organized because i'm so adhd and i'm a very more a creative person and it's probably like i'm a visual person like i like to see the list well sometimes i have the list in my brain normally but then it overwhelms me and then when i write it down it's something about then it's my competitive side comes in i don't know how to explain it but then it's like the minute i wrote it down then i'm like oh if i do this i can just mark a thing off and then i feel like i just i did something literally crossing something off on a list is sometimes better than sex well that you're saying that because you are having sex (laughs) people that are not i wouldn't but so kind of those moments help me like okay i have my shit together like Mm -hmm. literally you came to my house you see all these post-its my house is a mess right now with all my clothes and i look at the post-its like yes my life is together. Yes. I will literally write something on a list that's like the littlest thing, like put, like take the garbage out. That's still just something. to mark it off the list. Sometimes I write it as I'm already doing the task. Yeah, I'll write it, it just off. to do it, just so then I can be like, yep, mark it off. How do you organize? I didn't see it, but I want to know how do you organize your like goals board? Like, what is what kind of stuff is on it? Is it like yearly, monthly? Well, it's just when it comes to me, I think, I think some of these people and I can relate, I'm very hard on my, I'm a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And the worst thing of being a perfectionist is that you have to accept the fact that you're not perfect. Mm -hmm. So perfectionist, you're constantly seeking perfection, but you never find it. Mm -hmm. So it's just a constant, um, frustration and pain in your head. And you're like, why am I doing this to myself? So I too have those moments where I'm not feeling creative. I'm not feeling inspired. I don't feel like working, but now I understand that's okay. Because that's how I'm able to then compare to the moments where I do feel like working. I do feel inspired. Those ideas do come to me. So um, when it comes to the whiteboard, I write my goals when I'm in those moments where mm-hmm. it's those highs. It's, I think it is ADHD. When you're suddenly those highs and you're like, oh my God, I can do this. I can do this thing. And it's like, it's so exciting. And I just start writing it down. Yep. And then sometimes I forget about it. Sometimes I achieve it. I don't know. Yeah. ADHD is literally like you scrolling your phone in a stress spiral versus then you think of one idea you love and you're so passionate about it and you're so focused for like 48 hours on it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's exciting. And then you get bored. <laughs> you get bored. <laughs> so me. And I like, then you're I like, what things. is my ex's sister's manager up to right now? <laughs> like the fact that I'm able to not only continuously continue my podcast where I was posting once a week and now I'm even able to sum up so far, post three times a week. And then I have my Spotify show mm-hmm. every Thursday night. That's four contents that I've, and then I still post every day on all my other social media platforms. The fact that I'm able to continue doing that, that is the most consistent job that I've had the last couple of years. And I think it's because you're challenging yourself. No, it's because my contracts. <laughs> you're like, yes, bitch needs to get paid. The con- no, the contracts are so, like you guys don't know what contracts are when it comes to ar- different types of artists. Like when, when you see all these people, singers complaining on TikTok about what, their bosses agents or contracts make them do like yes some of it can be fake but like you guys don't understand like yeah. you kind of that's what you have to continue enjoying doing what you do or you will just be miserable because you're in a contract but the yeah. contracts kind of forced me like my last podcast contract basically said that i um i had to produce an episode every week for the whole year so i couldn't actually do like other people do like a break mm-hmm. and if i miss an episode I owed my contract network, my, I owed my uh, podcast network the money for the ads that they would have got paid that that, oh that week. God. So then I would owe them thousands of dollars for that week. Do you have a day off? Well, I try to have the day off now on Saturdays. Yeah. Kind of. And do you have like a consistent 
weekly schedule or is everything different every week i wish i think i, I know to i be that wish organized i person. i'm not i don't know how i also wish that i was like okay i have boundaries i only record monday tuesdays but like then someone dms me who like i really like who's like are you free thursday and i'm like yeah and the next you know I, something gets booked on tuesday and i'm like let's do this wednesday and next you know i have no days off because i'm like i but like I get think, excited think, for stuff i think that's important because when you have your days off then you can appreciate when you are working i think it's it's balance i hate saying that as an adult because i'm because no, when true. adults used to tell me that i'm like you're like oh uh, life is I, short i, I gotta like, go <laughs> when i'm 30 i'm gonna have like three businesses seven Please, husbands you can't be creative kids. when you're exhausted <laughs> yeah and i'm and and our job requires creativity and creativity also comes from living living resting getting sleep because when i am okay here's an example that happened to me a while back is that um i was overly working trying to do everything on my own and create all this content and get back to everyone and then i was driving and i was going into a parking lot and this is the weirdest thing but as i was you know in the parking lot where you have to um grab a ticket mm -hmm. for what is that thing called that goes up oh yeah the thingamajigger the thing the jigger <laughs> so i did not grab my ticket so my my foot's on the brake and i go to grab my ticket i didn't grab my ticket so instead of reaching i didn't grab it and my foot goes off the brake and it goes to the side of like in that area just to put it on the side so it's not on the gas either yeah. and then my car starts to go forward yeah and i don't know what happened because i'm i was so tired from lack of sleep yeah i just i stare and i i go blank and i'm frozen and my brain goes put your foot on the brake, put your foot on the brake before it hits the thing that goes mm -hmm. up and down the parking lot. And I'm not moving. And then I just watch my car slowly go through the thingy, break it, <gasps> scratch my whole car, <gasps> dash, bash my window shield, and then scratch and then completely take off the, the light on the, on the side of my car. And I'm complete shock. And then I just, I, I drive forward. Then I finally put my foot on the gas to drive forward to park my car and then i get out of the car and i'm still like in shock i look at the car i look at the thing that i broke i see people running to the thing that i broke and they're like oh my god someone just broke the blah blah my brain like, oh, that's crazy who did that no but it just i had no reaction which is an issue that i have in general where i don't have reactions at the time the things happen i have to process them for some reason mm -hmm. probably some childhood trauma blah blah, blah mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. but I just looked at it and then I just went upstairs to, to the dentist because I just broke my veneer. So I needed to get it fixed. So then and, and the dentist, I'm just sitting there in, in silence because I'm trying to process what just happened because I you were like almost overstimulated, like you couldn't handle all the shit going I on. Dissociated or whatever yeah. that thing is called. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I, my, I'm such a logical person. So my brain is trying to figure out why this happened or what just happened. And I, I couldn't explain it. So I couldn't even know how to I couldn't process it. And I couldn't have a reaction over it because it didn't make sense. And then I remember I drove home and I'm still in shock. I parked my car, go to sleep. And then in the morning I wake up and my neighbor, my, uh, my neighbor texts me and she goes, hey, my dad wanted me to check in with you to see if you're okay. You left your garage door open the whole night. And we have like some workers right now working on the house across the street. And so like, not only that, I left my house open for the yeah. whole night. Yeah. And my, my garage, there's things inside my garage. Yeah. I just left it open. And I was like, what, what just happened? And that's called like burnout. Yeah. So that's why, and that's what my mom always tells me. If you don't take care of yourself, you won't be able to produce all these things. You yeah. like your health comes first. Yeah. You can't be creative. You can't be outgoing if you're not, you can't be there to fill everyone else's cup and give them oh advice if God. like you're not filling up yourself up. But it's hard because you feel like, oh, I'm better when I'm succeeding at things. But to succeed at things, you have to be healthy. And that takes you listening to your gut and like listening to your like, the kid who needs a break yeah i mean that that was that was a little and when i told my sister she's like v you're scaring me what is well, that cause as, as entrepreneurs no one's there to tell us like okay go home now yeah that's so, so it's true up to you to tell yourself when to stop um i fixed my car though so it's fine okay good i was worried about it mm. um, <laughs> you're like we're good now we're rolling final question what are we manifesting right now what are we working on 
damn actually i don't have anything i'm manifesting no but that could be good too that you're like oh i'm in the moment and well, because i don't want to say i'm manifesting or what i'm looking forward to let's say if the one thing i don't have right now is love because i don't i don't think i'm going to be i'm honest with myself because right now i'm not really in that mode that i'm looking for love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i and i feel like that's the thing i'm supposed to say and that's mm-hmm. why i say sometimes but then i end up finding maybe the wrong people i kind of it is funny though. I feel like when you have your career going well, you're like, I need love. And then when you have love, you're like, oh, well, I need my career. I feel like there's always something that you'll find. Exactly. That you're working on. Like, I have love right now. And I'm like, okay, well, like, I need more in my career. When I feel like, I don't know, that's just a perspective thing. Like, it's, I think gratitude is the answer to everything. Well, now I feel terrible about myself that I don't have anything <laughs> looking forward to. I'm like, fuck. No, no, no. I, I, no, it Gotta sounds... have goals. Oh no, my God. no, it sounds like you're... Also, like, you have, like, 400 shows going on, <laughs> and you've given yourself the most beautiful, like, home and job and pet. Like, you've surrounded yourself with so many great things. I think I'm just, like... I guess I'm just really happy with the person I'm becoming, and I feel like, like I told you when we were talking in my podcast, that... The other day when I was hanging out with my parents and we were just playing um, um, dominoes or whatever we were playing mm-hmm. and I was very, I was giggling, I was laughing and they were saying how I, I remind, I'm, th- it reminds them of who I used to be when I was a child because then afterwards I started to become so closed off and angry all the time and now I'm back to the childlike self mm-hmm. and like that's, that's nice. Like I, you know, I'm like going back to that pure person that i've always you that i was as a child i love that about myself and that child wasn't sitting there like what should i manifest or like <laughs> what am i missing in my life that child was just like waking up and enjoying yeah. the moment which is like so fucking beautiful i yeah and i think it's more so yeah i guess technically i'm not manifesting anything for the future because i'm i don't think because sometimes i think we think we want this we want this because that's what society is telling us or i that just then i would be more successful more this to be honest i'm if I'm honest with myself, I'm not, I'm just trying to get through by, get through the day. That's mm-hmm. A, because mm-hmm. I have so many shows. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying not to get burnt out before <laughs> I go on my vacation. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just manifesting to just continue being the person that I am and to continue growing because I really like who I am right now. And I really like the people I'm surrounding myself with. <laughs> and I just really like keep learning more and more about life. I'm just, I'm such a curious person mm-hmm. that I love just learning new things every single day. She loves a research moment. <laughs> Well, thank you for opening up about your shit and educating us and telling us about the details of your vagina. Where can people follow you, listen to you? Give me all the tea. Okay, so you can find me on Avila Benson. You can check out my meme account at daddyissues underscore. And of course, my podcast, Almost Adulting. It's on every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Check out my episode I just did. This is yeah. a pod swap. She was just on my podcast. She's on a Thursday episode. That's mm-hmm. when I have my guests and fun things like that. Every single, ep- the episodes are different for those specific days. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like for everyone. And then except that, I also have my Spotify show called Hey Besties. It's every Thursday night where you guys get to join me and talk to me at 7 p.m. Pacific time and at 10 p.m. Eastern time. And then in between that, I take naps. Hell yeah. Thank you guys for coming to hell and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.